This is a visitor announcement. The Morse code for beginners workshop will be starting in the gallery at o'clock. Thank you. Museum of Everything. Cheers and okay, thanks. Cheers and thanks. Cheers and thanks. Cheers cheers and thanks. Okay. thanks. Okay, welcome to the Museum of Everything. Everything. We are your guides for everything. everything. On behalf of the museum, we'd like to say what a privilege it is to see so many freaks, weirdos, geeks, and Aliens! <laughs> yeah, this is actually the first convention the museum has hosted for fans of Star, Star Wars. Trek. Star Wars. Trek Wars. So welcome, you Battlestar Galacticans. And it is great to see so many of you have come dressed up as robots. Starfleet officers. And just people in cagoules. <laughs> well done there. And of course, it's not just the convention for our... Normal visitors, there is of course our gift, gift shop. And those of you visiting the gift, gift shop will be able to purchase a galaxy of commemorative items, including Apollo 13 yo yo's, chewy jelly snakes, and space fudge. <laughs> it's the same as normal fudge, only it's got space dust in it. Basically, it's a repackaged wham, wham bar. <laughs> Just a final word of warning for science fiction conventioneers. Walking around today, you may see strange creatures, the like of which you have never encountered before. Those are girls. <laughs> Try not to stare. Cheers, Cheers Anne. Anne. This is a visitor announcement. Our minicab displays at the lights and will definitely be with you in five minutes. <laughs> Ah, what have we got here? To begin, please touch the screen. Right, touch the... To begin, please touch the screen. Oh, right, um... To begin, please touch the screen. Right, I, I just did. Right, I'll try again. To begin... To begin... To begin, please touch the... Welcome, please choose a category. Right, um, 1969 moon landing, um, satellites, no, uh, the planets, uh, jet boots, or astronauts, um, astronauts, I think. You have selected jet boots. No, I didn't. To begin, please touch the screen. Right? To begin, please touch the screen. I know! Welcome, please choose a category. Right then, astronauts. You have selected astronauts. Thank you. Welcome, please choose a category. Oh, for goodness sake! You have selected space travel. That wasn't even one of the options! You have selected space travel. Fine. Please choose a category. You have selected... Rockets. Please choose a category. <sighs> you have selected Apollo 11. Please choose a category. Oh, come on! You have selected Apollo 11, booster fuel system. Please choose a category. <sighs> you have selected Apollo 11, booster fuel system, left booster. Please choose a category. <laughs> you have selected Apollo 11, booster fuel system, left booster, consumption. Please choose a category. Oh, give me strength. You have selected Apollo 11, booster fuel system, left booster, consumption during takeoff. 
To begin, please touch the screen. Oh, you bloody thing! You have selected. To begin, please touch the screen. Make it stop! I broke him. Swingle, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Well done. Good play. Safety first, thunder. So that's the welcoming song, then it's into the rugger exhibition proper. So do we get the check now? No, I'm afraid the lottery funding process is a little more complicated than that. I see. Cash, is it? Wink, wink. Well done. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Oi, oi, Philly on deck. Yes, I'm afraid we can't give you any funding for your rugby museum until we inspect the facilities. Health and safety first. Quite right. Well done. Good game. Thunder down under. Well, perhaps we could make a start. Quite right. Plenty to look at in the glorious sport of fugby root balls. Spoon up! Bloody funny. For instance, what's this display all about? Uh, famous English rugby stars through the ages. That's Johnny Wilkinson. And this next display is less famous English rugby stars through the ages. Don't know who any of them are, but that one there with a bum on his chin may well have slept with Lady Di. Well done. England's Rose. Scrum down. Carly. Don't mind if I do. Larius. Well, let's press on, shall we? Press on. Sir, ever played the game, old chap? No, not really. Damn shame. Great game. I've played a bit. Hello, hello. Rum do. Sorry, old chap, I assumed you were a filly. I am. Silly filly. I've, I play most weekends in a women's league. Uh, there are actually lots of women involved in modern rugby. There was, was a young, young lady from Twickers. The elastic had gone I, I think that's probably enough of that. Whoop. Strict nanny. <laughs> it's just we do have rather a tight schedule. Well done. Quite right. Now, what is the key to rugger? Running play in the open game? Uh uh. Typical Tossie. No. It's clubhouse shenanigans. Rugga bugga ballyhoo. Drinking games and pranks a go go. Well done. In we go. Kit off. Team bath. Fumble. Fumble. Now, old chap, do you know the rules to Lucy Lockett's Leaky Knockers? Uh, no, I don't. Well done. Dead simple. As you can see from the drawings, chap gets up to go to the lab, you all bop your wanger in his pint. Last one in has to down it. Slosh. Froffy beer. Ah, oh, right. Uh, well, you've obviously spent a lot of time on this, but yep. in order to qualify for lottery funding, it has to have more of an educational bend. Say no more. I had a teacher like that at school. Oh. Backs to the wall. Gentlemen, <laughs> I really don't think we can offer you any funding. Bad call. Sin bin. Well, you obviously know nothing whatsoever about rugby. All you're interested in is juvenile drinking games, moronic songs, and... And dipping your penises into other people's drinks. Well, I hardly think that's fair. Splosh. Mind your pints. Oh, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny, 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 Johnny Wilkinson. Well done, Johnny. Play number ten. Lovely, Johnny. Good man. Rubber, Johnny. Hilarious. Scrum down. Lie now. Knock on. Fly half. Fall back. Grand slam. Oh, dear, they've gone. Thunder! <laughs> Engage impulse engines, number two. Impulse engines engaged. Docking with the Enterprise is imminent. Make it so, number two. Enterprise, this is shuttle. <laughs> Sir, we have a hailing frequency from a Romulan battlecruiser. On screen. <clears throat> On screen. Keith, that's you. Yeah, sorry, I, I was just reading this thing. According to the Daily Mail, over 92% of all foreigners live in England. Hmm. <laughs> 
That may be so, Ensign, but the presence of a Romulan battle cruiser in Federation space is rather more pressing right now. We must divert all power to shields. Or we could just go to the pub for a swift half and see if the Romulans are still here when we get back. (laughs) You're spoiling it. Please, a lot of work has gone into recreating this Federation shuttle. Well, it can't be that much work. I mean, that's plywood for a start. Sorry. Prime photon torpedoes. Where are those shields, Ensign? Blimey, he's still going, is he? Keith, please. We're supposed to be recreating episode 12, season 7, The Crystals of Naktababatar. <laughs> you promised you'd take it seriously. I am taking it seriously. Well, seriously as I can, considering we're sitting in a painted plywood box in the middle of a conference room and you've got a pasty on your head. <laughs> I'm a Klingon. A tag nut? A Klingon. A winnet? No, a Klingon. A mud grape. What's happening, number two? So you're a number two and a Klingon. How do I tell what rank you are? Check your pants for the number of poo stripes. That is very insulting to my people. What, IT consultants? No. Klingons. Klingon outfit on the registration desk. What, Neville? Yeah, that's him. He's got all the prosthetics and everything. Uh, He was in a fire. Well, it looks fantastic. (laughs) Move to impulse power. See, old Captain Kirk's lost a bit of hair. No, no, no. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, Hmm? from off of Star Trek, The Next Generation. What, Star Trek kids? Look, leave it, Keith. He shaved his head specially for this, all right? What have you come as, anyway? Uh, Look at the point he is. Come as a Vulcan. I'm Dr. Spock. Oh, Oh, dear. Dr. Spock is a child psychologist from the States. Well, that must have been subtextual. I didn't pick that up from the show at all. (laughs) It's Mr. Spock. Leonard to his mates. Captain's log. Log? Don't, Keith. Captain's log, supplemental, star date... July 3rd, about half past four. We have encountered a Romulan battlecruiser. Crew morale is low and... I'm not kidding. Why don't I pop out and get some coffee? Tell you what, I'll go to Starbucks. Keith? All right, Starbucks, next generation. (laughs) No, Ensign. Our continuing mission is to seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. What, the lesbian bar on the high street? (laughs) Ensign, your attitude is endangering our mission and the integrity of the Federation. Sorry. You do know that should be to go boldly, don't you? (laughs) Why don't you just... This is a visitor announcement. The History of Soluble Aspirin exhibition is now closed due to flooding. Hey, kids, who wants to go to Badgerland? Not really. Bean, it's rubbish. Yeah, we're bored of badgers. If only there was another vicious hedgerow animal-themed theme park. Well, we could always go to Stoat World. Stoat World, come to Stoat World. It's a day full of stoats and weasels. Stoat Sick of badgers? Then come to Stoke World. It's totally different. Swim in the Stoke Moat, ride the ferret wheel, and eat in our three-star Restoat Rond. Plus, this weekend only, take part in the Oxford and Cambridge Stoke Race. Don't get in a state, get in a stoat. That's Stoke World. Stoke my stoat. Just off the M3 between Courtney Pine and Chalton Come Wheelie. Yeah, okay, thank you, and thank you all for coming along. Um, As you all know, here at the Museum of Everything Film Institute, um, we like to hold these occasional face-to-face conversations with directors. Um, There will be time for questions afterwards and squash. So, to our guest tonight, Scott Jordan. Hi. 
Who is Scott Jordan? I am. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Kubrick, Scorsese, Wells, Lynch, Coppola. Where do you see yourself in that list? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> but if you were? Oh, right, uh, just before K. And not alphabetically? Oh, uh, I don't know that. Because, you know, some would say that those people are great or at least very good directors, while you, Scott Jordan, are rubbish. Yeah, I think that's better to say. Mm. <laughs> and yet you have made... What is it, 260... 63. ...films in the last 20 years. Mm, yeah. And as with all auteurs... Sorry, what does auteur mean? It's author in French. Oh, right. Uh, like Hergé. Mm. <laughs> as with all auteurs, your films have an underlying unifying theme. They all... Went straight to video. Indeed. <laughs> as... John Ford is to the Western and Scorsese is to the gangster epic, so you are to the we've seen everything else in the video shop, let's just get this and go home, even though it's obviously rubbish and it's got Dolph Lundgren in it, genre. Sorry, sorry, I get this a lot. Can I just clarify? Dolph Lundgren isn't in all my films. Really? No, they just all feel like they've got Dolph Lundgren okay. in. Sometimes it's Rutger Hauer. Sometimes mm. it's one of the Wayans brothers. Mm. Once it was even Tony Slattery in a wig. Mm. That was uh, Machine Wars 2 metal time. Mm. Scott Jordan, what made you want to become a film director? One word. Caddyshack 2. <laughs> Isn't that three words? Uh, no, Caddyshack's all one word and a two's a number. Okay. <laughs> of course, I have been working as a commercials director and I found it really very easy mm. to take that same futile, soulless, vapid sensibility straight to, well, straight to straight to video. <laughs> <laughs> now, for someone approaching your canon... I don't have a canon. Your body of work, oh. then. Um, <laughs> For the first time, what do you feel is important for them to remember? Please rewind the tape. As it was originally intended on the small screen. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we are going to have a look now at a short scene from one of your own favourites. Um, tell us, what have you brought us from your collection? Well, gosh, it's hard. There's so much mediocre work to choose from. There is. But I think this is everything that a straight-to-vid film should have. Yeah. Just to give you a clue, it's late 80s. Mm. It stars Corrie's Feldman and Haim uh. with Dolph Lundgren. Very good. It runs at 83 minutes, and every scene ends with a sound, boom, boom, chicka You haven't really narrowed that down, though. All right. It's State of Disclosure 2, fully disclosed. Is that the one with the robot spies? Probably. Um, oh, let's have a look at the back of the box. No, it's a cop who travels through time. Oh, and meets robot spies. Oh, let's have a look at the clip. Right, and I do need to get back to the shop before seven, otherwise it's another 2.50. Okay. <laughs> to avoid confusion, our photographic history of Jordan display has now been renamed A Photographic History of the Country, Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, lads. Oh. Whoa there, whoa there, darling, whoa there, whoa there. OK, OK, welcome along to the Birds of Quay Sanctuary. I'm Wandy, by name 
and by nature. And uh, this is Twavis. By name and by nature. That doesn't work, does it? Oh, it's not no. an adjective. No, yeah. <laughs> OK, kids, um, first quick show of hands. Who here has seen Birds of Quay before? Right, champion. Now, quick show of fingers. Who here has got too close to a bird of prey before? <laughs> no, just me, then. Now, these really are, as you can see, fantastic birds. This one here is called Bath Sheba. And my little beauty is called Rommel, named after the much maligned German war hero. <laughs> now, both Bath Sheba and Wommel are barn owls. Uh, with a bird like this, I always say, you have to treat her like a lady and keep her locked in a cage in your house. <laughs> no, I'm, I am only joking. Whoa, whoa, easy, Rommel, man. Come on, man. Easy, easy. Now, Travis here is going to show you the secret of a barn owl attack. Aye, right. Um, always come at it from the side. <laughs> now, don't see it coming, champion. A barn owl attack. There. Now, right, back on your perch, Bathsheba girl. There you go. All right, okie dokie kids. Now, who likes little bunny rabbits like this one? Eh? Of course, we all do. They're lovely, cute little animals, aren't they? Now, I hate to break it to you, kids, but in the wild, Bathsheba and Rommel here would be trained to hunt these little fellas. Of course, in a bird sanctuary, there's no hunting, obviously, so instead we have to kill the bunnies for them. Randy. Who wants to see me kill a little bunny? No, no, no. Of course you don't. But you're going to have to, because that's the law of the jungle. There we go. Cool. He's a little toughy, this one. You, you carry on talking, Twavis. I'll be with you in a minute. Okay. Thank you, Randy. Now, we're barn owls. Oh, I've almost got him. I've almost got him, kids. I've, see, what I've done is I've broken his neck, but he's not dying. Oh, come on, bright eyes. Burn pearly, little bugger. Now, we're barn owls. Oh, got him. Oh, now, of course, I'm going to put him on a lure now, ready to feed Bathsheba here. Right, now, to make it more like the wild, Randy's going to tie the bunny to this piece of twine, and he's going to whirl it round his head. Because, as we all know, in the wild, rabbits fly in circles. There we go! Oh, nightmare. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, kid, but you really shouldn't have stood up there. That... <laughs> And you've got a bunny in the face. There, you've learned the, you've learned the law of the jungle. Uh, Travis. Nightmare. Thank you, Randy. Now, with barn owls, there's a lot of popular misconceptions. Number one, people often think owls are wise. Wrong. If they're so wise, why aren't I sitting on their gloves? <laughs> Another one is, people who've seen Winnie the Pooh sometimes think owls can speak with American accents. Wrong. This isn't the case. And if they could speak, it'd be with English accents. I'm an English owl, etc. Champion. Now, one final popular misconception about these noble birds is their heads can turn 360 degrees. Wrong! As Randy will show you with Bathsheba, this is definitely... <laughs> ...an utter fallacy. It was the law of the jungle, kids. She was very old anyway. It's kill or be killed. That owl... Could have had your face off, didn't it? Nightmare. And just think of all the little bunny rabbits we've seen. Yeah. Now, how about we show you all some lovely otters? In a sack with a dog. Champion. <laughs> Visitors wishing to see our history of organised crime display should note... I ain't telling you nothing! I ain't no grass! <laughs> 
Okay, settle down, okay, settle down. Send thanks, then cheers. Okay, it is almost time for the gift, gift shop. But first, I'm afraid we are required to fire you into space. It's not a punishment, it's an attraction. Indeed. So welcome to the Museum of Everything. Really, obviously, that's beyond our budgets. No. <laughs> You're going to sit here while we move lights around you in a slightly disorientating, but ultimately nauseating manner. Please do not enter this attraction if you are A, of a nervous disposition, B, epileptic, C, preggers, or D, a, a bit, bit mental. mental. <laughs> now do switch off all mobile phones. Unless you're wearing your phone on your belt. In which case, switch it off and get, get a, a life. <laughs> so if you'd like to shut the airlock. Right, you are shutting airlock. <laughs> airlock, shut. Help! There's no oxygen! No, obviously there is. No, there isn't! Clearly there is. We're just, uh, <laughs> we're just toying with you, really. That's the jokes out the way. Yeah. Sit back, relax, and try not to freak out as we go into... Space! To begin, please touch the screen. Initiate launch sequence. Mirror, signal, maneuver, and pull out. We have liftoff. You are now in space. Welcome to the Starship Jefferson, formerly Jefferson Airplane, but we upgraded. You are now amongst the stars. Hi, I'm Jennifer Aniston. Not that sort of star. But try imagining Jennifer Aniston as a massive ball of gas, burning at unimaginable temperatures many light years away. Ah, oh, oh, it burns! It burns! I as you gaze at the infinite universe, I hope you find my voice to be a soothing and calm reflection of the serenity of space. In case you start to feel sleepy, I will occasionally play in stupidly loud space sound effects. Like those. Cool. And if that doesn't work, I'll... Speak like this. Wake up! You're in the planetarium. Wake up! We owe what we know about the stars to the legendary astronomers Galileo, Patrick Moore and Russell Grant. <laughs> it is men like this who have dared to be branded as heretics, mad racists and camp fatties <laughs> who have taught us about the galaxy, the Milky Way and the Biscuit Boost. <laughs> Let us look now at the wonder of the stars. And... Please switch off your mobile phones. Uh, sorry, it was on my belt. <laughs> Can you see the many constellations? Over there is the Great Bear, the Average Bear, and the Plowman's. <laughs> on your left is the Big Bopper, and a bit of what could be Buddy Holly. And there is the famous Dog Star, or Barbara Woodhouse, as she was better known. But what's this bright star now? Surely, you think... This cannot be serious, but it is. It is serious, deadly serious. <laughs> Ahead of us now is one of the universe's most powerful and mysterious forces. No, not God. This is science, not voodoo. <laughs> it's a black hole. To explain how it works, here's Professor Stephen Hawking. The black hole is a void. So dense, it actually sucks in light. The best way to explain this 
is to imagine talking to Jade from Big Brother. Since childhood, man has gazed at the night sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. It's not a star, you stupid child. Mm. It's actually a weapons guidance satellite. It helps America kill foreign people they don't like. For instance, China or France. Space is full of satellites, like this one here. It's called a Smutnik, and it can see you every time you look at Grot on the interweb. It knows what you're doing, what you're into, and with what, you dirty little pervs. Commence booster sequence three. Hold tight, hold tight, we're now travelling at the speed of light. Scream if you want to go faster, though of course that wouldn't be scientifically possible. We're on our way to Mars. Let's hope we don't get lost like that Beagle 2 thing, the one the bloke drew on a napkin. That was rubbish. Beagle 2, bollocks 2 more like. But I digress. We are about to go into hyperspace, which is a lot like ordinary space, only louder and on Tartrazine. Touching down. Welcome to Mars, the only planet with a nougat center. <laughs> we are the first space travelers ever to land here. Oh, but wait, what is that strange alien life form? This is Major Tom's ground control. I'm floating in a most peculiar way. Yeah, that's weightlessness, Major Tom. We... we... We covered that in basic training. Sorry, you do know I'm a junkie. I shouldn't even be in space, really. What about spiders from Mars? Yeah, again, we covered this, Major Tom. There are no spiders. Okay. What about a star man floating in the sky? Where do we get this guy, honestly? Is the life on Mars? No. <laughs> That was the Museum of Everything, written and performed by Marcus Bridgestock, Danny Robbins and Dan Tetzel with Lucy Montgomery. Original music by Dominic Haslam and Ben Walker. The producer was Alex Walsh-Taylor. Cashier number four, please. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was in the post office. <laughs>